welcome to Reverse Cowgirl Podcast. This is Taya. Oh my god, I'm just seeing a silverfish bug in my room, in my sock drawer. Oh my god, what the fuck? Okay, I have to figure that out in a second. Uh, this is this is Taya. Welcome to Reverse Cowgirl Podcast. I'm gonna get this done quick. Uh, this is part. Is that two of them? <gasps> okay, problem solved. I just uh, laid down a whole bunch of tape on my floor and hopefully when I wake up in the morning there'll be a bunch of bugs stuck to it. Not that any of you needed to know the bug situation in my room. This is part two of my episode with Abigail. You can go check out part one if you want, but it's not totally necessary for the continuity of the conversation, but it is super fun. We talked about hymens and why Abigail hasn't slept with a woman yet. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Do you have any kinks that you would say are weird? I definitely do. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think it's that weird, to be honest. Because, obviously, I think almost everybody has a threesome kink. Like, not Mm -hmm. everybody. Some people are very, like, protective and jealous people. and Not for me. By the way, if you're protective and jealous, please do not ever ask me out. But, I think I have a cuckold kink. Like, I want to be cucked with my partner. Damn! But I think it totally depends on the relationship. Yeah. Um... But I think, yeah, in my last relationship, I, I mean, we had talked about wanting to have a threesome, but I think, like, a big turn-on for me was being able to watch my partner have sex with another girl. Whoa. Or a guy. Yeah. He was also bisexual. So, like, I was like, yeah. I, th- I think it's hot. I don't know. Yeah. And I don't think it's that creepy. Like, I have some friends that have some really fucking weird ones. Yeah. But, like, um... I no, think- I think that's a... I think it's weird, but I also, yeah. like don't think it's bad I could I think I would also be into that mm-hmm. I'm not really a jealous person I don't think mm-hmm. um but obviously I've never tried it yet mm-hmm. so maybe when I'm there I'll be like stop it stop it now yeah <laughs> give <Exactly>. them back <laughs> like I I mean obviously it never got to that point either like that never ended up happening before we broke up um but no it was it's something that I think about and like I think it was just because of the nature of our relationship to be honest and like how trustworthy we were with each other like yeah that would take a lot of trust I think like the thing is is I was so confident and comfortable and trusting in that relationship that I just like I didn't care and I think the hottest part was that he could totally go have sex with somebody else or like have sex with someone else in front of me um but then still like I would be the ideal thing that he always wanted yeah I think that is so hot that is hot. I don't know. Like, whew. that's why. Yes, I'm your number one, baby. I kind of like, like this ties into me not being a jealous partner, but I mm. like when other people show interest in my partners. Yeah. Same. Like I wouldn't want my partner to like cheat on me. Yeah. But mm-hmm. that that isn't cheating. If like, you've like discussed it and stuff like that and you've set your own boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I like knowing that my partner is attractive to other people. I like knowing that my partner is attracted to other people. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because like if I'm the only person you're attracted to and I'm the only person who's attracted to you. I don't think that ever happens. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I don't think that's real. <laughs> like you're in your sexual dis- like you're your nature doesn't go away once you're in a monogamous relationship i think people choose to be monogamous for like very valuable reasons for them but i I don't think that your innate desire to like you know be attracted to attractive people like goes away yeah 
at least that's never been my experience yeah same in relationships here. so I don't understand why it would be that way for you know my partner um and I don't expect it to be that way either I think going into like I mean now I feel like in my first relationship I was extremely insecure but it was fully projection yeah fully a projection um, <laughs> but like uh yeah no I don't know I I think that it totally depends on the partnership and what kind of dynamic you have and like finding that dynamic again is so important for me in my next relationship mm. where like I don't feel like someone is going to be absolutely pissed if I'm flirting with a girl at the bar you know where I feel like if I'm dating a cis man, I don't think he's going to be, to be honest. That's something that actually bothers me, where, yeah. like, if if I were dating a guy and he were like, yeah, you can make out with girls but not guys, that would piss me off. Yeah. No, and I have had that conversation with past partners, and it's it doesn't make sense. Like, I'm just like, well, I'm bisexual. You realize I could leave them for, or leave you for them just as equally as I could leave you for a dude. yeah like that's how my sexuality works like that's not how my morals work i wouldn't do that but like just hypothetically but i don't know the straight cis man is a enigma yeah um it's like i feel like you should be a little more threatened than you are right now a hundred percent yes there should be more like movies and stories of women being stolen away from their boyfriends into a lesbian relationship. I feel like that should become more normalized because it's definitely real. Like it's so it's, it happens so much more frequently than you think, or at least like a woman breaking up with a man and being like, "I am fully gay now." Yeah, this was the last experience that I ever want. I, and men need to be more scared. <laughs> Prepare yourselves. <laughs> going full Adrian Rich here. <laughs> Yeah. I think it is pretty common in real life, honestly, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. I think so. It's like I've noticed it become more a more popular theme in pop culture. And I think that because it has happened so often. If we're thinking about like TV shows and stuff that have those tropes, it's probably because of men who have gotten left by their wives or something for you know, yeah. their lesbian partners. I'm just, right now I'm like thinking about friends yeah i'm so sorry i'm bringing up the tv show friends on this podcast it's okay i'm thinking about how i met your mother because oh okay so okay we're on the same level of embarrassing (laughs) thank you um (laughs) but i also think that's such a trope of like the evil lesbian woman who steals your girl and i've been the evil lesbian woman (laughs) who steals your girl like just like that i've had that projected onto me not that i was like a homewrecker yeah yeah like i've had those things projected onto me yeah that's so weird it's so weird it's such a it's the whole like gays are evil yeah thing i mean people just want goats right scapegoats Mm. but i don't know god i'm kind of a little bit jealous that you get that like little projection on you which is not (laughs) not good not good owie bad but um because i'm like god i wish women were like ready to leave their boyfriends for me that would be so sick <laughs> i think you should just ask around more i'm sure i'm sure lots are just up on the street like i see couples walking and be like hey so would you leave your boyfriend for me just <laughs> puts the mic right in their face yeah exactly that's gonna be i'm gonna start a youtube channel um watch out for that guys i was kind of thinking of like turning this podcast into something like that where i like have like just a random question like what's your favorite sex toy and like going around on the street oh and like asking people that'd be so sweet i think it'd be funny but i don't know if covid would you allow gotta, me to do that you gotta wait till it's over Ugh. 
That's the best option. I guess, because people will be breathing on the mic. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the not the cleanest. But still fun. Yeah, I'll keep I'll keep that stored. Yeah. Keep it in the keep it in the safety Vault. deposit box. Yeah. <laughs> God. Wow, our minds. <laughs> But, yeah, anyways, my weird kink is that I want to be cucked. I like that. I feel like mm-hmm. I wasn't expecting that out of you. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> do I come off as, like, a jealous, like, insecure person in relationships? I guess you what would you like, What would you do if I said, I mean, yeah, you look super jealous and like insecure? Like I said, I don't really care too much about what people think about me. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> like, do um, I? No. Okay, yeah. No, you don't. You come off as... Uh, the, the dom in the relationship. So like ready to leave. Yeah. Ready to blast. Ready to blast at all times. (laughs) (laughs) In multiple ways. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Oh, that was a bad one. I apologize. What do you, okay, wait, this is fun. Looking at me, what would you think like my weird kink is? I don't even, in my own head, I'm like, what is my weird kink? But if you name any of them right, I'll, I'll give it to you. You want to be kidnapped. Okay, what the hell? That's, yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I'm so smart. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that's like the big one. I don't think I have like, this is the kink. Yeah. But like, that's definitely a fantasy I've had mm-hmm. where it's like, and obviously not in real life i don't <laughs> really want not to. an open invitation no like <laughs> this is not something that i actually want i want to like a loving trusting partner or group of partners to role play to yeah to yeah. role play but like in the fantasy like i do like get kidnapped mm-hmm. and gang oh, banged so yeah i was gonna say <laughs> gang banged sounds like yeah okay fair valid i feel like that's i've never said the words gang bang out would loud would you have just, like um Pussies and penises, or... I always picture just men in that situation. Okay, yeah. Um, if I'm picturing myself with a group of women, it's more like a a sorority fantasy. Oh my god, yeah. Where we're all, like, supporting each other, and we're all like, you're so... You're doing so great, and I'm on my 10th orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, you can do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> see, and me, when I think about group sex with a bunch of women, I think of us as, like, fucking, um... What are they called? You know, like the three women in Hercules? Yes, the muses? The muses. Like, we're all muses, just like in ancient Greece, just like fucking on a cloud or something. Okay, that is an... That's mine. (laughs) That's an intricate role play. It is. And, like, I mean, I'm not asking everybody to dress up in, you know, costumes. I don't think that's a bad thing to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a valid ask. You you could literally text that to me at any point. Like, like please dress up as like a, a muse from Hercules yeah, yeah. and meet me on the cloud. Meet me on the cloud. <laughs> and be like, fuck yeah. yeah. That's my lesbian dream. Honestly. Like, and there would be flowers and like harps playing and shit. Maybe not harps. Okay, Maybe I Maybe like be... SZA. Oh my god, all these Since playing... it is there doing a live concert. <laughs> this is so sapphic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I love that. So mm-hmm. is that like an actual fantasy that you play out? Oh, definitely. Whoa! Yeah, it's something that I think about for sure. Um, there's one when I was a kid that I would always play out. Um, 
and I would just like be at the club and I'd like be like dancing and I'd get to like grind on a girl and then take her home and sit to her. Aw. Yeah. I've tried scissoring. Okay, let's talk about scissoring. Wait, I know we were, we were like, talking for a really long time. No, like, I... Is this okay? This is perfect. Okay, cool. The more content, the better. So, yeah, let's talk about scissoring, because I I obviously do not know. Mm -hmm. Um, All the closest I've gotten is fucking my pillows. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And so, I I mean, a human vagina. It doesn't sound comfortable, but I feel like if it's something that you like or, like, maneuver in a proper way, like, it would work. The way I think about it, basically, I've never had it work. Um, but I'm, I don't think it will never work. I think it'll work for some people going into my first time doing it. I was like, so sure that it would work. Cause I was like, we've done similar things. Like I'd have her like straddle my leg and that would work. So I was like, that's so close to scissoring. Yeah. Um, obviously that one, that one didn't work for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just to clarify for the listener. Like you would think that like it would kind of have the like same yeah same effect but doing it just like try like the clit is so small yeah. you don't realize how small the clit is until you're trying to match two clits up <laughs> <laughs> and I understand that scissoring isn't meant to like take the two clits and like rub them together like yeah. I know that's not the point of it but also you don't realize how bony your pubic mound is I was is. gonna say like it's I was I would assume that like the bones would just like it would hurt yeah it hurt. Uh, it did and then also at like you'd have to be like hairless I think both of you would have to be hairless because that's not like a nice feeling to have like for like female pubes are like like, wiry yeah Yeah. I can hear the sound in my mind (laughs) should see if I can like replicate it (laughs) that probably no I think it's it's a little like like, more rough oh yeah I think it'd be like hair doing um, ASMR. <laughs> we're dipsy this yeah, is our new production. <laughs> but yeah so i think you'd have to like both be hairless both be like very sensitive mm-hmm. to friction and i think it would work better for people with like uh who are like chubbier probably honestly okay, yeah, like if you sense. have like more what fat on your thighs pussy. yeah what like a really fat pussy or like fat thighs yeah. just to like cushion the blow yeah that makes sense like so yeah it's never worked for me mm-hmm. and that was really disappointing <laughs> <laughs> that was really disappointing what is that movie um with leia 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 Seydoux. Seydoux. yeah blue is the warmest color blue is the warmest color they love really that scissoring scene beautiful oh. so it's like that's lesbian sex yeah probably not at all like that yeah um, well <laughs> i mean i wouldn't know but like i mean i the scissoring part maybe not i feel like they both really enjoyed the scissoring part yeah at first they were like no and then they were like wait i feel like that's kind of how lesbian sex happens for yeah. me at least like, yeah. I feel like <laughs> with straight sex you're always like i know which positions to do because mm-hmm. it's penis and vagina focused yeah but like with lesbian sex or sex between two vaginas, um, there's a lot of, like, trial and error, and sometimes you're like, oh, shit, Mm -hmm. I managed to hit my clit on this one. Let's keep doing it. Like, it's just a lot of, like, there's not a lot of positions you'll see in porn. No. 
Well, so you have to make them up. Totally. And like, that, that's the thing too, is like, and it's why people will often come more if it's like two people with vaginas having sex, then, you know, cishet sex with penis vagina, because like the same attention just isn't really there because like the one main sex act that you're focused on is like penetration. And so you're like, oh, we got that down. That's sex. But that doesn't help the partner that has a vagina. I've always wanted to be one of those girls who could come from penis in vagina sex. Mm. I can. You can? I can. No way! But it has to be a girthier penis that's a little bit longer and preferably curved up because then it it actually hits my G-spot. Whoa! And I do obviously use some clitoral stimulation as well. I'm like losing my mind. I've never met one of you. Oh my god. Okay. (laughs) So, wait. So, I think that, I think it might be possible for everybody as long as you get the right position down. So, the one thing that my last partner did. Okay. Not my last sexual partner, but my actual partner. I like, I'm like taking a drink of water. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) It's getting serious. But. (laughs) I'm like writing notes. And he introduced this to me. I didn't even know. So, he... Like, piled up a couple of pillows, like, just underneath, like, my lower back. So, like, prop my hips up. So, I was at kind of a bit of an angle. Mm-hmm. And, like, then obviously, I guess it was kind of missionary, but, like, not really. Because he, like, then would grab my hips and then, like, fuck me that way. Were your legs just, like, frog open? Or were they, kind like, of. I guess you're kind of, like, in, like, a weird, like... Oh. Like, I kind of, like, would, like, push up. I think you're you doing, get, like, like, the crab walk position. A little bit. But, like, you're still, like, on your back. There's just going to be so much couch creaking. Like... They're going to be like, what the hell is she doing? <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm a visual teacher. Um, I'll narrate as much as I can. <laughs> so yeah, like you're on your back, like your shoulders are on the on the bed, and like your arms are on the bed and stuff, but it's kind of like like your core is activated because mm-hmm. like you're on your tippy toes and you're pushing yourself up kind of to this like plankish position, like okay. a reverse plank. I don't know what that's called. Hip, a hip, hip thrust. thrust, yeah. Yeah, so you're, like, kind of in a hip thrust position, except you also have the pillows underneath, so, like, it's not that much work. Okay. And it was just, like, the perfect angle, and literally, I kid you not, I picture getting fucked like that when I'm masturbating. Whoa. Because it felt so amazing. And I think that it should work with literally any... Was that your first time coming from... No. Oh, from penetration? Yeah. Yes, actually. Yeah, from, like, with just a penis, yeah. Because, aside from that, like, I had only had two other partners before that one. And, you know, I've never been. Whoa. I don't know if it's possible for everyone, because I've tried so hard. Mm. But I'll definitely try that. Oh my god, wait, no. In my first relationship, I came from anal. Anal? That's awesome. I want to be that person, too. I was just really turned on, I think. That's fair. I've yeah. given an a- anal orgasm, and that makes me feel good. Oh my but, god, yeah. Um, but I've never... But I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. Jealous! It's so fun. Sex is so fun. Sex is so fun. With a trusting partner, I think... Like, I mean, I mean, all sex can be fun, but I think the best sex that I've had has definitely been in a relationship, and with someone that I've had sex with quite a bit, and either we're a little bit high or a little bit drunk, because uh, you kind of like let your walls down and it's easier to do with a trusting partner and safer yeah. to do with a trusting partner yeah um but yeah oh my god best sex of my life in a relationship and it's just because like the partner that I was with was 
we were just on the same wavelength always and we never were like i'm the dom in bed or i'm the sub in bed like it always there was a nice flow of energy yeah like it was just going yeah so that's insane Mm -hmm. so okay so wait does it feel different when you come from penetration versus clit stimulation to like yeah when you come from penetration it is technically clit stimulation because that's just your clit going all the way through your vagina yeah but it does feel different it does um i think that i mean it's a little bit like it feels more powerful kind of okay um like definitely no it definitely feels more powerful um for me like i almost get the feeling like i'm gonna piss myself a little bit which i think could technically translate into squirting Mm -hmm. i haven't i made myself squirt once really i did I've always wanted to, you're living my dream. Yeah. I've always wanted to squirt. <laughs> <laughs> I masturbated a lot, a lot after I hit puberty. <laughs> <laughs> I lost all my inhibitions. I did not care. I, okay, wait, how did you make yourself do it? Um, so did I. Did you just let yourself pee? No. I don't think so. I don't think so. Cause it was like a built up of pressure. Okay. And I didn't have to pee before, and I definitely, like, went pee before, and then, mm-hmm. like, went pee afterwards. And I don't think it was pee, because I remember, like, I put down the towel, and I smelt it afterwards, and I was like, oh my god, did I just pee myself? Like, I got <laughs> scared, because I had to, like, clean. That's valid. And I was like, oh my god. But I didn't pee myself, so it didn't smell like pee, so I don't think it was pee. I definitely think I squirted, and I'm pretty sure it but, like, it was, like, a build-up of pressure, and I think the reason why I got it is I got really into, like, edging myself. <laughs> mm. So, like, just, like, coming to the point of orgasm, sort of, and just, like, completely stopping. Yeah. And then just, like, continuing to read, like, the weird fan fiction I was reading or something like that. This was when I was, like, you know, like, yeah. teen. So, it was, like, I didn't, I was too scared to watch porn. Aww. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, and then it was just, like, after a while of doing that, I, like, it just happened and I was like wow that was kind of gross and I feel dirty now but like I, there, I was filled with a lot of shame as a child yeah 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 it was not something I should have been doing according to my upbringing but take a nice hit, hit of that jewel for that, <laughs> for that? <laughs> cheers <laughs> cheers everybody <laughs> my partner that I'm with right now I've told him that I can't come from penetration and he's asked me like are you sure? And I was like, yes, I've tried so hard. I can't. And he's like, but do you ever feel like you've almost come mm-hmm. through like fingering or penetration? And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, it does feel like I'm close to coming. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well then maybe you can. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I guess. So we've come up with this battle plan basically. Cause he's <laughs> like, I want to try it. I want it to happen. So I think we're just going <laughs> to, <laughs> the battle plan is that he's just going to like, fuck me on a like very normal pace Mm -hmm. um for like an extended amount of time yeah that works i think like what always works i mean switching up positions i feel like does that work for you because i think that ruins my flow oh really okay like especially if i'm being fingered and they like end up switching the rhythm i'm like no my rhythm is off yeah like that makes sense i guess like if you find something that feels good like make sure your partner sticks with it but Mm -hmm. like i'm thinking like if i'm getting fucked like with a penis um uh like I often well not often but I usually will like switch up positions like whatever feels right like just kind of like moving around and stuff like that just to kind of get to a place where it feels good for me and I can like actually feel something yeah 
as opposed to just feeling like a hole or something. I don't know. Yeah. But like, um, and then yeah, of course, like clitoral stimulation, like on the outside as well, I think. And because I don't think it's ever just like, I'm getting fucked and oh my God, that feels so good. I'm going to come. Oh, like, so you do use your clit to like get yourself close and then you come with the penetration. Yeah. Okay. It like builds up because I feel like even when I'm masturbating myself, sometimes what I'll do is I'll have like my dildo or something next to me and I won't use it like initially to start feeling good but I'll actually I can try that yeah but I'll like rub my clit until I feel like I will be like oh my god I wish something was inside of me and yeah. then just like switch damn yeah. okay I'm gonna try it I'm so excited it's really fun <laughs> let's put on some dipsy oh my god you know <laughs> get in the mood or just some good music like I've come to just like I've come huh. <laughs> um but I've come to realize that, like, I enjoy masturbating so much more now that I'm not just, like, watching porn. I mean, I was talking with you about the, to you about this the other day where, like, since I've stopped using, like, visual porn and actually either just stopped using anything at all aside from, like, music and just, like, touch and breathing and stuff like that or, like, using Dipsy or something and masturbating, my orgasm's way better. I mm. feel way better. It takes longer for me to get there, sure, but it's a more enjoyable experience. I feel like I'm just enjoying the whole thing a lot more. And yeah, you know, it's uh, it's cool. It changes things. In general, for my orgasms, I feel like the longer it takes to get there, the better it feels. 100%. Yeah. Like, as a rule. For sure. So, like, if your girl's taking a while to come, just know she's going to enjoy it, you know? Like, exactly. Like, don't ever complain. Oh, my God. Like, sure, getting tired is one thing. Like, switch things up if you need to. But, like, try your hardest to persevere. Oh, my God, yeah. please. Like, I do... I know that, like, eating a girl out gets so tiring. It is actually oh, really? really hard. It's It hurts so bad. A lot right. worse than a blowjob. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, good to know. I love, I love giving blowjobs Me out. Me, too. Yeah. And I love okay. eating girls out, but it just, like... Your finger gets so crampy. Oh, okay. Good to know. Good to know. But, like, if I can persevere, you can persevere, dear listener. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? Everybody has to give a little something during sex. And I think that's good motivation be. to know that, like, if your girl is taking a while. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, personally, like, if I'm taking a while, sometimes it's just that I'm enjoying myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like... Because, like, mentally, I could have come earlier. Mm-hmm. And I pushed it down to like have fun for longer mm-hmm. and you have to be with a partner where you like communicate that so that you know that they're not gonna die Dang. but one time i had a guy fuck me for two minutes and asked me to squirt <laughs> sorry that experience just like really popped into my head and i was like sir you barely touched my clit i don't and i just i literally i am the i'm the i'm the girl that will say something just absolutely stupid and completely ruin the mood well I don't know if it completely ruins the mood but I have no filter during sex and so I think I turned to him like in the middle of sex and I was like you realize it's 75% pee right oh my god I was like I'm not squirting in my bed tonight thanks (laughs) he still fucked me and came so whatever I mean I am the person that people will be like can you please shut up (laughs) like in bed Not because I'm, like, overthinking things, but I'll just, like, think of, like, I will tell jokes during sex. It's really (laughs) bad. But you know what? It weeds out the fake ones. 
it's fine. Yeah. If someone can laugh with me during sex, that's all I care about. Yeah. I feel like there's... <laughs> I like laughing during sex, but if someone starts, like, cracking dad jokes during sex, I'm like, get out. Okay, I don't crack dad jokes. Well, God, I don't know. That. Not a Seinfeld in bed. <laughs> More like a... Dear listener, leave in the comments, are you a Seinfeld in bed? <laughs> or... I don't know any of the characters from Seinfeld, so... No, I don't know. But that's the one I'm I know. I'm trying to think of a better stand-up comedian, but honestly, they all kind of suck this these days. Um, but yeah, no. I... That's... That's my style. Gotta keep it light. Keep it fun. <laughs> oh. Like, I feel like that's just your way of coping with serious <laughs> moments. 100%. <laughs> I I will deal with things after the fact, you know, like I'll be sitting in my room thinking about it for days, but you know, when the moment comes, I like my biggest thing is that people don't ever feel uncomfortable, mm. but I think I'm mostly just thinking about myself because I feel uncomfortable in most situations and comedy is the way that I can ease myself. Big, big projection hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but you can squirt and that makes you the ultimate cool girl. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've literally done it like twice and I haven't ever done it again just because the cleanup is not worth it. Mm. Like if I can have a good orgasm without squirting, I feel like squirting, like now that I know I can do it, I'd be like, okay, that's, I'm satisfied. Maybe if I had an OnlyFans, I would utilize that skill more, but you're not going to see me on OnlyFans, unfortunately. Hear it here first, folks. Yeah. Don't get your hopes up. No, just uh, slide into my DMs on Instagram. You can see the real deal in my live in person. Damn. <laughs> Whoa, that was really sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not having sex right now. I'm projecting my energy. <laughs> Celibacy for life. Or until your energy feels better. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's fair. So... I have so much homework. I've got to listen to Dipsy, squirt. <laughs> <laughs> Come with penetration. I've got so much to work on. Oh my god. Shit. <laughs> I'm glad I could, you know, impart yeah. some wisdom. Yeah. Yeah, this was a real big sister talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I can't believe you've guessed one of my kinks. That's one I haven't even talked about with my partner. Oh, really? Like, I've never told anyone. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. No, that's okay. Okay. If you're listening right now, babe. <laughs> now you know. Now you know. <laughs> My birthday? Kidnap me. <laughs> no! Here. No, don't do that. No. The birthday kidnapping thing is such a trope. Is it? Um, maybe it's a bachelor party thing. I don't know. <laughs> All of these dates are so meaningless to me these days. I've been kind of confused about, like, bachelor party culture. Is it that you get strippers at your bachelor party or is it that you like have sex with someone else on your like you get like maybe both or you try and have sex with the stripper maybe the maybe that's it you don't <laughs> i know that if i were a cis man <laughs> this is how i'd and be i had a bachelor party <laughs> i would get strippers and try and make a stripper fall in love with me and bed her the night before my wedding hmm no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Cheating is disgusting, to be honest. I don't like that. Yeah. Well, that was the thing is, like, I saw... Because this whole time, I thought that the thing was, like, you get strippers, and it's, your, like, your one night of freedom, as in, like, you're just partying and the strippers are just there. Yeah. But then I saw a tweet that was, like, so it's just common for men to cheat before their wedding day? 
at their bachelor party. So then I was like, wait, are they having sex with the stri- Like, is this just subtext that I never read? I don't think that's common. I think that person's a little misled and very angry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That's my read diagnosis. Them. <laughs> um, um, no. Also, I guess cheating is different for some people. Because I know, like, yeah. I've been seeing on TikTok, people are like, to me, cheating is him watching porn. Yeah. Or to me, cheating is him, like having an emotional crush on another girl and like little things like that Mm. where it's like it's all you have to talk about it not everyone's definition of cheating is the same same. not at all it's so like never ever assume that that's yeah um god if someone told me that like i don't know i don't know straight culture is weird it is if someone ever told me that i couldn't watch porn because that's cheating on them it's done like i don't know that's way too controlling for me no it is in my, I mean, in my opinion, like, obviously, if you're fine with that, if you're fine with being Yeah, like, if you're both happy with that, then that's okay. But I think that that as a norm, no. Like, that doesn't sound right to me. It's not even about the porn. It's about, like, I need my personal time to connect with myself. Yeah. So, like, is porn the cheating part or is masturbation the cheating part? Hmm. That's the other question. And it's, yeah, I think the thing is they want their partner to only think of them while masturbating. Mm-hmm. Um... And, like, little things, like, I know a lot of girls don't like it when their boyfriends follow, like, sexy Instagram models or whatever, like, that, and that doesn't bother me no, at all. Me I follow so many sexy Instagram models, men <laughs> me and too. women. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> and my partners are, like... It would be so hypocritical of me to, like, turn to a partner and be like, you cannot follow these people or, like, their posts on Instagram and blah, blah, blah. Like, I think there's definitely different bounds. Yeah, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm really not a jealous person. I was about to say, like, maybe if they were, like, liking all their exes' posts and stuff like that. But to be honest, no, I don't think I would care too much. That one feels a little bit. Like, it feels weird, but, like. It's not cheating to me. It's just something that I'd want to talk about. Yeah. 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 Look at us, healthy attachment styles. We love that. Wow. Gross. (laughs) At least for me. I don't know about you, but like. (laughs) Nah, I've always been this good. Oh my god. (laughs) Lucky. I know. I think, like, I I don't know. Heteronormativity has gone so far over the years. Because, I mean, if you look, I mean, this is going to get really long. But, (laughs) you know culturally speaking if we look back to the 1950s i mean men were having affairs all the time and like abusing their wives and their wives would literally never divorce them and just stay silent and stay home so like we've come from that point to where we are now and seeing kind of how that idea kind of still overflows into relationships or that it becomes a big insecurity right Mm. i mean i think that just men are the bane of everyone's existence they're not they're not i don't hate men no we're not man haters on this podcast this podcast is actually like a big part of why i wanted to do it was like to talk about this stuff with guys yeah straight yeah guys specifically important because i mean obviously there is a problem like we can't just sit here and be like well no it's 2021 like you know we've come so far Mm. because i mean I've seen behaviors personally, like I've dated so many men that I'm just like, there's still stuff that has to change. And like, obviously, because we do live in a white patriarchal colonial society, everything kind of comes back to that. And that's what we're working on deconstructing now, or at least 
we recognize that and all of the things that have spilt over because of it. So basically what we're saying is like it makes sense for women to be like insecure in their relationships, not want their men to like other girls' pictures or watch porn and stuff like that. And we're not blaming them, but also mm-hmm. we all have to have these conversations and be more open to recognizing the trauma we've gone through. Yeah. And communicating what we actually want in a relationship, societal expectations aside. Exactly. Yeah, like, ultimately, I think if you're in a healthy and trusting partnership, like, those shouldn't be concerns or worries that you have. But, I mean, everybody has those traumas that they have to work through. And I think, like, that, like, it's never just, like, a one-way street. And there's always, like, two two parties in an issue, usually. Mm -hmm. And, like, especially when it comes to that kind of stuff. Where it's, like, well, what can you do to, like, reframe your perspective on that? And what can your partner do to, like, respect your boundaries and what makes you feel comfortable and safe? Yeah. Because, like, there's some things that people will ask of you that are super unreasonable. But there's also some things that, like, are they want because it makes them feel safe. When you're in a relationship, it's up to you to decide whether their trauma or their comfort is worth your discomfort sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's a give and take. It is. Everything, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I know a lot of boundaries that my partners have set. I've like been clear on like, I'm okay with following this boundary you've set, but not forever. Mm-hmm. So I want to help you heal from this trauma. And in the time it takes for you to get there, that's okay. But like within a year, I'd like to, for example, be able to dance with other people or something like yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Got it. I am not the kind of person that, like, I have issues when people even give me, when my partner gives me, like, ways to improve my appearance or something. I feel like that's a different thing, though. But even if, like, my partner said, oh, I don't like when you wear that because I, you know, I don't like when you show your boobs, or I don't want you going up to the bar and getting drunk with your friends, I would quickly exit. (laughs) Yeah. Forever. (laughs) Permanently. Yeah. It's Um, true. Like, when I say, like, respect their trauma, mm -hmm. I also don't mean, like, Mm -hmm. give up who you are. Mm -hmm. Definitely. It's all up to you. And I think, like, there's always someone out there for everybody. Yeah. So, you'll find someone that fits. Yeah. I think. And if you don't, then you gotta get okay with the idea of being alone. I think everybody should. Even if you are in, like, partnerships, I feel like having... A solid idea of what your life would be like if you did end up alone for the rest of it or if like somehow something happened if you have like a firm idea or like a confidence that you could do it I think that's so awesome and I think that's something that everybody should think about whether or not they're in a partnership because I mean who knows like you never know I have to work on that mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not there yet I don't like not having a person mm-hmm. who's tied to me um it's yeah that's me speaking my truth and that's that (laughs) (laughs) yeah no I definitely I feel that I used to be like that a lot and I think this has only really changed in the past like year for me because now I literally I almost would prefer (laughs) to be alone (laughs) in my later life we just had this conversation earlier you literally would I yeah no like I I would because I I know myself. I like being by myself. To be able to just be myself completely without, like, feeling the pressure of having another person around or, like, worrying about what they're going to think about certain things. I can fully see myself escaping to the mountains eventually, living in a cottage off the grid with, like, a couple of dogs in a garden. And and a lot of lesbians dressed in all white 
playing the harp loud. Yeah. And SZA giving me a live performance Absolutely, every day. yeah. Yes. No, but the, co- the cottage thing and stuff, like, I remember I was in Jasper with my partner, like, a couple years ago, and there was this one lady that walked in by herself. She was probably in her mid-60s, and she was just decked out in, like, all this, like, um, like outdoor gear, like, just <laughs> all this outdoor clothing, athletic clothing. And she walked into this, like, one, the one bar, like, it's not the one bar that they have in Jasper, but it's, like, the one where all the locals hang out. We were at, like, a live show. And all of these locals just, like, welcomed her, and they were like, hey, Tammy, oh. how's it going? <laughs> and I just turned to my partner, I was like, in 40 years, that is going to be me. That is going to be me, 100%. Just like the one woman that lives in, like, the little mountain town that everyone just, like, knows and loves. They don't really know what she does or, like, what she's up to, like, in her little mountain. <laughs> but sometimes she'll invite you over for tea or, like, cookies or whatever and, you know, go hiking with you or something like that. I love that. Like, that's who I want to be. And that, I mean, it couldn't involve a partner, but, like, I mean, that version of my reality, like, doesn't. Or that version of my future, it's not a reality yet. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't know. It seems ideal to me. Just lots of books and coffee and dogs. Yeah. Yeah. When I was exploring France this last time I was there, um, I came across this little bookstore. It wasn't just books. It was art. It was calendars, lists, pamphlets, Mm -hmm. like any kind of like material of documentation basically. Mm -hmm. And they weren't organized. They were (laughs) organized in the woman's head, but they weren't organized in the shop. Like they were everywhere. There were stacks and you would just like get on your knees and go through the stacks. Yeah. And it was just this tiny little space. And the whole thing was taken up by just pieces of paper. And the woman who ran it was my ideal future. Mm -hmm. Just, she knew all the books, like, by heart. Mm -hmm. So you'd give it to her and she'd say, oh, that's worth blah, blah, blah. And she knew, like, the whole history of the books. You'd ask her where something is and she'd, like, go to, like, stack number six, file through it and find it. And she was dressed in just, like, this coziest cardigan with her natural gray hair going on. And I was just like, yeah. That, that's that, it. That is it. Holy shit. Wow. Oh, I can't wait to be in my 60s. <laughs> I know, like, that's not really something I should be. I should be enjoying the here and now. But, like, I don't know. I'm excited to see where I'm going to be. I'm not worried about it. It's going to be cool. I'm worried about it, but it helps to romanticize it. Oh, definitely. I think the reason why I'm not worried about it is because I romanticize literally everything. Mm. I've only gotten this far because that's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't, I don't think I would be here today. Um, as literally. long as it works for you. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's dangerous, for sure. It's a dangerous game. But I also don't really have any expectations. Like, I'm kind of fine with living in my head for a while and... Like, I just, I don't really, I just kind of am like, well, whatever happens, happens, but this would be nice. And then things end up working out, and then if things don't work out, I just sit there and I'm like, well, how can I romanticize this situation to make myself feel better about it? Yeah. Yeah. Love that. It's all a mindset, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I get so much advice from you. Yeah. Well, I mean, (laughs) that's valid advice. That, and I'm now planning on buying a Switch. Yeah, because <laughs> we were just talking about it, and you made it sound so good and like good for your mental health. So I just, to be clear, Animal Crossing New Horizons is good for your mental health. Maybe not like a whole gaming system, but like Animal Crossing specifically. This is gonna be like that movie, Single White 
what is it single white roommate or whatever <laughs> do you know it wait i heard of it she just she steals her roommate's identity and like becomes her and tries oh, to kill wait, her yeah uh are you gonna single white roommate me <clears throat> yes perfect thanks <laughs> i can romanticize that now too <laughs> take me out yeah <laughs> See, that's the thing. When you have no expectations for life, the thought of death just is kind of like, well, it could happen. Whoa. I don't know. Death doesn't scare me. How's that for a podcast reverse cowgirl? Yeah, I was about to say, end of my sex podcast, I guess. (laughs) We're looking at moral existentialism. death. (laughs) My favorite aspect of sex. Yeah. (laughs) That's it. Okay. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Reverse Cowgirl. See you next time. Thank you.